bringing their problems to me for as long as I can remember. I have one of those faces that just says, tell me what's going on. And now I have one of those podcasts that says, go ahead, tell me what's going on. Welcome to Mess in Progress. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mess in Progress with myself, Gina Brion, and my lovely co-host slash everything person, Catherine G. Mendoza. Catherine, say hi to the people. Hello to the people. Happy 2021. Yay. 2021 everybody happy new year still coming in with that 2020 energy though can yeah. we uh lessen some of this 2020 energy 2021 i thought we was on some new new yeah this is 2020 part two <laughs> this, is part two, two. this is the sequel <laughs> <laughs> this is really like um so if anybody has ever seen gina's comedy she has this amazing joke can i tell the single joke yes Okay, so the, I don't know the joke verbatim, so you're gonna have to watch her comedy. But she has this joke about how, like, in single life, she knew when how people felt, something like that, because like the single chant like just dimmed. So it would be like, how many single people out there? And they'll be like, yeah. And then it would turn into a cry. I feel like that's how we feel with this new year. It's yeah. like happy 2021. <laughs> happy 2020. <laughs> Let's what hope. Is, what's the meme that said? 2021 W O N like <laughs> 2020. It's 2020. Got, got, got us all got him. That's the thing for 2020. 2020 was got him. <laughs> like we got got y'all. We got gizzard. You know what kind oh. of got we got? We got a gill got. You remember a back gill of the neck? When people would gill someone's neck, if a guy got a fresh haircut, you'd be like, gill. Oh, oh. that's what 2021 did to all of us. All it killed us. us on the neck all year. Right on the neck. Unnecessary 2020. Unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know if you made any um, New Year's resolutions. I feel like this year is like all my New Year's resolutions are uh, are out the window this year. Like I feel like I because I feel like what we needed, what we normally do New Year's resolutions for it's like, okay, this new year, I'm going to change my life. But I think when the pandemic hit, so much change occurred that it was hard for everybody to be like, yo, I done, I done did all my resolutions. I had, <laughs> I had nothing but time to do all my resolutions. So people were working out more. People were reading more. People were like inventing, reinventing themselves more. So I'm like, I feel like 2021, I have no, have no real resolutions. I have new goals, like new okay. goals, I guess. Like one of my one of my new goals is to uh, be more disciplined with like just my lifestyle in general. Like respect the fact a little bit more that I kind of need a break sometimes because I tend to just work, 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 and feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, and then I don't say nothing and I just get stressed and that's it. Instead of being like, "Yo, I need a break." And I think that's one of the things that like one of my goals is like respect the fact that you are a human being and you need to sleep and you need to eat and you need to take a break every now and then. So like that's I don't know if you set any goals or resolutions for yourself. Yeah, I actually see it's weird. I feel like my resolutions I've decided have to be realistic. So they have to be something I can control. And I think that was the thing in 2020. Right. You know, I think we all make similar resolutions, whether it's like I'm going to travel more. I'm going to lose weight. Now, lose weight is something you can control. But mm. for me, it was more things I can control even in my everyday person. So I, anybody who knows me knows I'm an overthinker, knows I like to analyze everything to every degree to some 
people, that would mean that I take things to heart and I take things too serious, um, which to some degree I do, not everything. Sometimes I'm just analyzing it because that's how I work. But I am gonna, I've decided that within this year, I'm going to laugh things off a lot more and just know when to be like, you know what? Not that serious. It goes okay. down to that whole, if it doesn't matter in five years, then don't worry about it right now. And that's something that I can control, right? In me, I don't think I was making resolutions like that before. I think I was making okay. them, I, I, I wouldn't even say I was making them like goals because you're saying goals, right? You're setting yeah. that realistic approach. I think I'm setting them in my person rather it, than in my want. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I, I said that to so many friends, like just be realistic because Girl, we don't know what the year is going to bring. We really don't. That's 100%. I'm like, I can't even, like, how can I say I'm a workout war when I don't know if I can leave my apartment? Like, I don't, like, yes, I can work out from home. Yes, I could do all that stuff from home. But it's like, I can't make any plans until I I am up on what the new normal or the new world will be. Yeah. Because who knows? We're going to be forever changed by this. We just are. We are going to be forever changed in our behaviors yeah. and our understanding and everything. So it's, it's, it is hard to set resolutions when you're like, I don't even know what the state of the world is going to be. You know what I mean? I might go off the grid because stuff might go crazy. <laughs> and like, and you know what I mean? Like book of Eli status where everybody is just scavenging. Like you don't know. So it's hard to make those. I think of anything, if anything, yeah. This carajo of a freaking year. Ooh, lo llamo carajo. <laughs> this carajo of a freaking year has taught us that if you the biggest joke in life really is planning things. Because something like this that hit us all hard and we all ended up having to cancel stuff, losing work, losing relationships, bro. Like people, yep. I mean this broke people up but on a worldwide level people yeah, were getting divorced and breaking up not in it's all relationships yeah. all relationships all relationships stopping you know not talking to this person not talking to that person because it makes you evaluate or reevaluate certain things in your life you know yeah. what i mean and this this changed the game a lot of people realized they were unhappy yeah. and unhappy in other relationships other than romantic relationships too this changed business relationships friendships family relationships yo yeah. this 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 is a time that is insane because of all the change we've all been through so i'm i'm curious oh. to to see what what's going to happen in this new year let's i'm i'm curious to see i feel like i mean you know like i do want to say that i'm still hopeful right like I don't want to become a negative Nancy and whether that's like emotion like my personal life or on a grander scale politically or I don't know it could even be astrology like it, on yeah. every level I try to take it as it come but I still want to be hopeful because that's just how I would like to look at it right but there's that what the fine line between realistic and hopeful right yeah. and I think that I think that um I don't know about others, but I don't think when you are raised in like um, a specific faith, mm -hmm. you know, like faith, you're, you're just supposed to have faith. You're just supposed to have hope. And there's no, isn't always the room for the realism. And I think that's what you're talking about. A lot of people realize that they weren't living realistically, right? So you said a lot of people weren't happy, but a lot of people were just living in a mundane cycle that felt like a version of happy. 
we mm-hmm. just we're okay with um sometimes some people are okay with cycles Preach. but when the cycle changes you really come to terms with you good you good with this mm-hmm. like this is how you really want to live your life or is this how you really want to have this friendship because it's not only relationships right mm-hmm. like i don't care i i i had a whole epiphany about how many people I want to be around because they don't understand proper hygiene. I'm sorry, sir. Poetry snack. <laughs> Poetry <But yeah>. snack. <laughs> because that is absolutely true. That is 100% true. Yes. You reevaluated everybody you wanted to be around in life yes. was reevaluated. Yeah. And for a lot of us, what it was, was not having a break from that person. Mm. You know what I mean? If whether it was romantic, family, friendship, whatever, because we were all trying to force contact, even if you don't live with somebody, sometimes you were trying to force contact to kind of keep your sanity. And what you realize, what you started to pick up on are little annoyances or even yeah. big annoyances that now are magnified to the extent of, wait a second, before when I had other distractions, this wasn't as upsetting as it is now. You know what's funny? I don't know if you feel this way, but like, I feel this way to some degree, which is I've learned a lot about, especially for creatives, for fellow creatives, right? Um, don't get me wrong. We all can miss somebody's post here and there yeah, because there's a lot happening a lot of the time, but I have learned who actually supports you right? Like who really supports you just off the strength, because we're not in a, like there's been many different ways to show support, but there's other people who front a ton. And I learned this year, this, the, the idea of like, yo, strangers will really support you way more than your own family, than your own friends. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? It's a real thing. And here's the thing. It may not even be hate, but my problem is that like, but then let a girl get to the pinnacle of a version of success. And because you family or you a close friend, you were like, I've been by your side from the beginning. Technically, technically. Technically, but, yes, you were there. Right. But were you actually supporting me? Right. Right. And that doesn't mean if you don't like it, you don't gotta, if, I mean, if you're not, if you don't think it's funny, if you don't think it's blah, 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 you don't gotta like it, right? But I also do, it does make me realize um, when uh, I, and this isn't really for me, I don't know if you feel this way because you are more of a, of a recognizable face who like has fans. Mm-hmm. I do understand why people have fans that like Beyonce knows some of her fans, like physically, mm-hmm. you know, like she'll recognize them because those people matter. Those are the ones who show up for you. Like mm-hmm. what's showing up for you when you was, nobody and is showing up for you now and i feel like that stuff like that's why i'll tell you 100 percent. and this is i'm not i'm sorry to cut you off but you're making such a good point right now because and i've seen comics do this and it always pisses me off i will never unless there's some circumstances beyond my control will i ever deny a fan a picture will i ever deny an encounter to somebody you know what i mean like especially to the people that have supported me throughout the years that have been fans that when I was, wasn't doing anything really big and they still just saw a clip of me online or saw me at a club and were supporters from jump. Like 
those people will always get my respect and attention because they that, that's like being in a relationship before you blow up as a person. You're like, this person stuck with stuck with me when yeah. I wasn't doing anything and believed in me when I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, and so they're your basketball wife. Yep, 100%. That's, they, they, that's my basketball wife right there, yo. Right or die. And I feel like there's something important about acknowledging that in this time, because we live in such a digital time mm-hmm. where content even like for yourself like who's showing up to your digital shows right because it's very different than like um and i'm talking about even just like a a video that you might post or a story or whatever the case may be i feel like i understand that you might not be able to do every single one yeah but some people i feel like it's shown the face of like Yo, you in, in Spanish, well, Dominican says, tu, tu te prives, you act. Tu prives que tu me soportas. You act like you support me. But it's a front because you you don't want to get into the conversation of like, but you really don't. That's yeah. what it is. You more don't want to get into the conversation of that you don't rather than you do. I mean, that you actually. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was so, one of the things that I used to hate about certain comedy clubs in the city, where it would be like, oh, if if you had like a manager or somebody that wanted to watch you, they would let you perform there. But if you didn't have anybody that wanted to watch you, you we were never performing there. So what the, those comedy clubs, what annoyed me about them is that the second a person like that would blow up, they'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, we were always fans. We always support. Like, that's the kind of stuff that gets under my skin. Or hearing that from industry people, like, like if you never mess with me as an industry person, I'm not going to believe the hype when you tell me, oh, I was always such a big fan. Really, then why didn't you work with me before? Yeah. Oh, because now I'm worth your time. Well, now and you're not worth mine. I had this conversation yesterday with a friend about a lot of people, especially industry people are looking for lateral connection, mm-hmm. 100%. right? And the problem, I get it, I get it. Some people um, are in situations that it looks like they have power, but they actually don't have power. They're just in a position to like create stuff and then they're trying to get power. And some of those people will pay it forward to other people. Mm-hmm. But other people, even when they have power are still looking for the lateral or up. And this is where I'm a true believer and not only um, build your own table, right? Like screw that build your own table stuff too. Sometimes you gotta go to Walmart, you gotta get a, a, a the retractable tables mm-hmm. and you just gotta bring that too. I don't care if you put me by the kitchen, I'm closer to the food, but this is my table. <laughs> like, and, and, I'm, table right here. and I'm gonna sit with people who I know are loyal mm-hmm. and I'm, listen, your table might be made of gold and mine might be made of plastic, but you better believe my table's popping. Yeah, my but my people are made of gold and right. your people are we, probably made we're of plastic. Fun. We're the we're the table that when y'all when we all got to the function, everybody was like, oh my god, look at their little cheap table. Cool, cool, cool. But an hour in, we all hearty har hard, having a good old time. And now y'all looking at us like, can I go over there? Mm, can you can it's you actually go? full exactly sorry we it's a small table it's, it's a really small plastic table yes, I, right but that's how i look at it i'm like yes. i i don't even just want a table i don't mind that it could be a foldy table so i could take it to another thing 
exactly. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna take this with me. Thanks. I came in with this. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. Thank you so much for letting me bring my table. Yes, I want. I want to take my table every single time, and I yeah, want and all now- my friends. You can, because of this pandemic, you can probably bring your own table and be like, I'm sorry. It's not that I don't trust your tables. I'm a germaphobe and I need my own table. So I bought my table. (laughs) Nobody's going to kick you out. Nobody's going to kick you out. Nobody's going to get mad at you. Nobody's going to get mad at you. I bought my own table. (laughs) Like that's a new level of extra. Yeah. But that's the new level of extra we could all have. Yeah. No, we are afforded that now. You know what I mean? Like, you brought up a point um, to me uh, earlier when we were talking. You brought up an interesting point about what determines your name. Yes. Explain to the people, because we had a really good conversation about it. Explain to the people what you mean. Okay, so recently, I don't remember what I was watching, but I thought to myself, so my name, according to me, is... Well, when I introduce myself, yeah. I say, hi, I'm Catherine, right? Um, but yes, sometimes I might call myself Catherine if I'm talking to a Latino, right? Yeah, if I'm, especially Catherine. if I'm talking to um, a native Spanish speaker Latino from Latin America. Yes. But I recently thought my mother has never in her life or in my life called me Catherine. She's always pronounced it Catherine. And since she is the person who gave me my name, mm-hmm. is my name Catherine or is it Catherine? And I get it. Some people will go, aren't they the same name? Yes. But the pronunciation is different. There are, there are um, Stephanie's and Estefanis. And I've met a million Estefanis who will never let you call them Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But I have allowed people to call me Catherine and in my family or Latinos, mostly my family, Catherine. But I thought to myself, what's actually my name? Is it the one my mother who birthed me and gave me the name called me? Because if that's the case, I've been lying to people. My name is not here. When when they go, Catherine, tell the people where you can find them. I've been telling y'all, oh, you can find me on TikTok, on TikTok. You can find me on whatever, Catherine G. No, I should be telling you, Catherine. Catherine, right. That's what I should be telling you. What is my name? It's so I interesting. God, it probably isn't just a Latino thing, right? It's I think anybody who has a parent who is native to another tongue, and I think a lot of Asian people have this thing too, where they but they have a, a distinct one because they yeah. have the American name and then they have their name from whatever they a Japanese or, or Chinese yeah. or whatever. The same thing but with Latino, a lot of Indian people too. They have their their name for their culture and then they have their American name um this is so interesting because when we were talking earlier I said this too um the best example of this to me is Martin Mm -hmm. because when I tell people like I don't ever say Martin when I talk about Martin I say Martin because that is his name it is spelled Martin. Martin you know what I mean so a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just call him Martin? I'm like, because his name is Martin. Right. Like that's if you call him Martin, he's not going to respond. His name is Martin. Now, nobody's get. I mean, I, I mean, I'm lying. So I, I mean, my full name is Angelina. Don't nobody call me Angelina. <laughs> so right. everybody calls me Gina. So I know my name is Gina. You know but what I mean? It's a but, nickname. It's a recognizable nickname. Yeah. Is my nickname Catherine? Maybe. Think about it. Think about 
that. Like, oh, like I just realized my name is Catherine, but my nickname is technically Catherine. Because that's the one I learned in school. Yeah. Like, did my because I'm the youngest, right? Did my sisters give me that, or did like a teacher in like daycare or first grade give me that? And I just, I just lived. You know, I'm a double agent in yeah. my family. I'm Catherine, and then in the world. I'm Catherine. I just never did that Martin thing. I never went into the world and said, Catherine, ever. Yo soy Catherine. Unless you're speaking Spanish, yo soy Catherine. Right. And even then, other than my family, sometimes I feel weird telling people, Catherine. I've even had Spanish speakers, like when they say, what's your name? And then I say, um, Catherine. And they'd be like, oh, Catherine. They immediately, in their brain, I accept it because I know they speak Spanish, but now I'm like, are they just doing that because of their language or because my name from at birth, my mother told them, Grace Grace Mendoza, right? Like my name, it's just so interesting. Like to think that I have, how, how does your mother pronounce your name? Oh my God. Well, I mean, she would only say it when I was in trouble. So okay. Angelina. So that's your name. Angelina. That's your real name. But does she say it in English? Angelina. She, or she never just says really has. Like she, she would occasionally say it in English, but it's like, it was rare. Because whenever my mom said my full name, I was in trouble. So if she said Angelina, it was because she was angry at something. She never went Angelina. Like she never said that. She said Angelina. But she says Gina. She says that now. Yeah, she says Gina. Or okay. she would say Jean when I was younger. She would say Deborah Jean, which was like, she would just call us both because she couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> so she would just call us both. Um, <laughs> which but is, for the most part, she's Angelina. You were born first, so it should have been yeah. Gina like, Deb. What was up with that, mom? I know you're listening, mom. <laughs> Why you put Debbie first? Why? Like Deborah Jean is kind of cool though. It sounds like it sounds like a prom night esque character that's yeah. like Deborah Jean. This is Deborah Jean. Yeah. <laughs> hey Deborah Jean, what do you think about that, Deborah Jean? <laughs> but I feel like there's there's the proof. Your mother calls you Gina because that's the nickname you've adopted. That was right? the nickname that my brothers gave me because they hated the nickname Angie. They were like, You're not okay. gonna be an Angie, you're gonna be a Gina. And okay. so that's just been my nickname for as long as I can remember. But your name is Angelina. And she knows that. And that's what Angelina. I feel. I feel like your mother gives you your name. Yeah. Catherine. Catherine is my name and your name is Angelina. So are but you going to start telling people? Nah. 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 <laughs> You're not even going to start introducing yourself as Catherine? I, I'm programmed. I'm programmed. I think that if anything... Catering is something that then is inner circle, right? For me, if yeah. I allow you to call me catering, then, you know, it's just the same way I do with cat. Some people I allow, some people I'm like, eh, we haven't gotten here. Like, so like, what do you say to people? If somebody says catering, what is your, if, if they're not at that comfort level with you, then what is the plan of action? If somebody's like catering or I cat, I kindly say, Catherine, I kindly say, um, oh no, you're, you just said it like I'm in trouble. Don't do that. Cause that's me okay. letting them know. Like it reminds me of like fear. Yeah. Right. So usually that 
they I let them know that depending on their age, because older Latinas don't give a damn. They still be like, Catherine, <laughs> like Catherine, <laughs> Catherine, right? Um, with cat, I leaned. I like, I've I've weaned into that. Yeah. What I do not let people call me is Katie, because I was never a Katie ever, ever. It's weird. It's weird. But here's the funny thing. My mom once tried. She tried the Katie. She tried it. I don't know what. I don't know what she was watching. Maybe it was Katie or it was Katie. Katie. Katie wow. in English. She said, Katie. she said Katie. And I was like, who is that? First of all, what little white girl you have in this house, mom? <laughs> right. I was like, who's this Katie? Let's meet Katie. Who's Katie? What up, Katie? Who's Katie? How you doing, Katie? And my I'm Katherine. I'm Katherine. My oh Kathy. Kathy's fine. Kathy. You know, you know something I thought of. I think I also didn't like Katie because her name for me is Katherine. My name for me adopted was Katherine. If you've never called me Katherine in English. You are not allowed to, in English, call me Katie. You no, cannot no. English me the name I didn't give myself, woman. Like, no, no. You cannot. You cannot. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. What, mother? What? <laughs> no. Did you just say Katie? First of all, where'd your accent go? No idea where it went. Yeah, anymore. yeah. When did you, when did you become a Midwestern white woman? You yeah. <laughs> don't understand where your accent went mother i talked to Catherine's mother i yeah. would love to hear her say that with an american accent <laughs> i know it's a struggle Yo, it is but i swear she was watching william and kate and she <laughs> she was just like katie i like it and then she's I like kick you, katie. practiced it for a while and then it did not come out katie it came out katie and i was like T? Did you learn the T? First of all, that's a hard T, mother. Where did you learn that hard T? Where? Where, mother? What classes have you been taking? What ESL classes have you been taking? Yeah, I'm like, you and your Inglés y Barreras need to stop with the hard T. I'm going to need you to stop. That T hit me in my soul. I was not ready for the T that you threw my way um, uh shall we get into our tiktok of the day because i absolutely love this i will i'll let you read it out but uh i think people are gonna are gonna mess with this vibe <laughs> <laughs> so this is a short one it's really good it's actually by um at rob spelled r-o-b-b-wa so rob wa um she also hashtags hashtag nana underscore r-a Mm -hmm. um and it says consider this every single corpse on mount everest was once a very high mo highly mo motivated individual stay lazy my friends and so it it Bye. begs the question what's the laziest shit you've done damn hat oh my god the laziest <sighs> what's the laziest yeah, it's hard to pick in the pandemic what's been the laziest thing that I've done in terms of, because it usually involves me not having to get up. Mm. Like, I've learned to pick up things with my feet yeah. because I don't want to get up or bend down. Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, I've literally, I've picked up, like, like, pushed pillows out of the way and just moved them and keep 
flipping them over to like get them to where I need them to be. I've grabbed baby stuff. I've like, oh my goodness, caught stuff on my foot and just been like, all right, well, let me kick it on the floor because it's staying there. I'm not getting up. Um, that's probably probably one of the laziest things that I've done is learn to literally like turn off things with my feet. Like I will not want to get up and do anything. So I would say, yeah, I would say that's probably the laziest thing. It's like I've, I've definitely learned how to do stuff without getting up. I feel that because that makes me think of like, I think everybody has done the, when you're laying on your bed, you will like roll over in every position to get a remote control. Oh, the worst is when something lands on the floor oh. and you're like, do I have to sit up? You're like, how no, bad do I want my up. phone right now? Yo, it's, it's on the, the floor. Worst. Yeah, it's, no. it's the absolute worst. But I, I do feel that like, <laughs> stay lazy, my friends, is hilarious. But I feel like we've all picked up some level of laziness we all have. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has it. Whatever the lazy, what's the laziest shit you do? Jeez, everything. I'm like, I'm trying to really think of like something lazy that I do. And I think it's so much that it's just, it's common, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's ways that I cook in a lazy way. So like, I'm not a frozen meal kind of person, but I'm a Trader Joe's kind of person. Mm -hmm. So like Trader Joe's has like prepared ravioli and I might make like my chicken and my green, but the prepared ravioli is the lazy. Cause I'm not gonna make it from scratch. Yeah, you know I'm not what I mean? This one. But I think that's an understandable level of lazy because who's trying to make ravioli from scratch, bro? Like I love tamales. I'm not gonna make them ever. But, but some people will. Uh, I know, I'm buying my tamales. <laughs> like, during the quarantine, nobody ever sees the back of my head. So this is not cold. That is hilarious, Catherine. It, it is disgusting back there. Like it is so bad. And I, I purposely, guys, this is why you should be watching the video portion of this because you will see, I never turn my head to a certain direction because I'm aware. I'm 100% aware of every movement. I'm the exact opposite, yo. I am the exact, I'll turn and give myself the worst angle possible just because I'm not thinking about it. I'm just like, whatever. But Kathleen is very aware of her movements. So that's why it's so funny that you say that about the back of your head. Because I'll tell you what, I'm wearing a hat right now. I'm wearing a hat right now. I wear a hat 90% of my Zoom stuff now because it's a pandemic. You get hair or makeup, not both. You see this eyeliner? Congratulations. Look, <laughs> like, you, got, you won. You got makeup today. <laughs> you did not get hair. You got makeup. So the hat stays. So does the eyeliner. And like that's that's probably another lazy thing. I will say I don't do my hair anymore. I really do not try to do my hair anymore. Oh yeah, I have three styles. There's usually, like sometimes I might fix it up, but like if I do, it lasts like three days. Yeah. But And that's like if I actually curl it or straighten it or whatever the case may be. But a ponytail, a bun, that's usually it. Cause those are easy to do. Yeah. Even makeup. I've learned how to lazy makeup, right? Mm -hmm. There's lazy makeup. Hygiene is not something I lazy. That's not yeah. something I ever lazy. Like, well, that can get a little bit gross. It's different if like, it's like, let's say you get super lit and you, you know, knock out and you fall asleep and then you're like, oh damn, I didn't brush my teeth. Like you wake up in the next morning. But to be that person that like lays in bed knowing you should get up and brush your teeth and it's just yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not gonna get up and brush my teeth. Like, I'm like, nope. that's lazy and gross. That's gross. Cause there's a, there's a difference between falling asleep like yeah. knocking out and 
naturally letting your body go to sleep because you have yeah. the awareness of yeah. like your mouth is nasty go do something about that uh-huh. i think laziness wise well i mean even what she's saying the motive like highly motivated individual right like i i guess even in like okay in creativity if that's the question um lazy is cre- this is lazy and innovative Mm-hmm. Um, I create patterns for myself. So something in the industry that's called formats, right? So you'll notice if you look at anything that I create, usually there's something similar to it. It's completely different subjects, completely different topic, but it's similar in format to something else because then my brain can almost like hear a topic and fill in the, like the template that I've created. Yeah. It is a version of lazy, but it's efficient. Hey, if it's efficient, I can't count it as lazy. Right? It's but efficient. it is, it's created to kind of like skirt the system, to not have yeah. to work as hard. I think that like, hmm, let's see. Okay, L- something lazy I do. I don't like sleeping in like bras and and like pants but I won't take them off while I'm like standing. So I, I will go through the struggle of taking it off while I'm laying down under the covers. There's like a whole struggle, which when you think about it, I'm like struggling far more than just getting up. Yeah, just get up and take it off. Catherine, what's going on with you? So why this? would I do that? Once I get up, it's a wrap, I'm up. I know, but Catherine, that's why before you lay down. No, because sometimes I lay down and I'm just laying down for the sake of laying down, watching a show. And then I go, it's sleepy time. But sleepy time, I'm already comfortable. So now we're going to struggle to take these pants off. Oh my goodness. I do it all the time. I'm like, I have so many lazy things, but lazy, in my opinion, is only bad when it's stopping you from your goals. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's hundred percent true. If it's making you waste time or stopping you from your goals, then you got a laziness habit that you need to kick. But the occasional laziness, I feel like that is so normal. It's part of human life. It's part of humanity. Everybody has a lazy thing that they wish. They're like, I probably shouldn't do it this way, but uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't really feel like battling it out. So I'm going to do it the way I've already, I've always done it, even though this never works out in my favor. <laughs> like I, I get the feeling, I get that feeling all the time when I do something that I do that's regularly like a lazy thing. And I'm like, you know, this never quite makes me feel good. <laughs> I just don't want to do, like, I'm so lazy. I don't want to change it up. You know, what's a lazy thing I do. Okay. So I'm not a religious person. You know this about me. I don't go yeah. to church and all of that, but I did grow up, um, in, in Catholicism. So I do still pray. Like I do still use the prayers, um, within my own spirituality, um, because there's more tradition than anything. So I do pray and I have incorporated prayer a lot more evenings and mornings, um, through the pandemic, just for my own self. I lazy pray. So by that, I mean, like I do four prayers. So I do the, um, you know, the Padre Nuestro, mm-hmm. I do the um, uh, 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 what's the other one? So I do that. Our father, the Hail Mary, the Padre Nuestro and the, um, the, the Hail Mary in Spanish. 
right? And I do them in that order. I start in English and then I end with the Hail Mary in Spanish. But I do them as if they're one. Like I don't do the amen in between each. Because you're supposed to, Padre Reto, que estás en los cielos santificados, sea tu nombre, until the end, and then go, amen. Dios te salve, Maria, which is the prayer. You're supposed to give the, I'm supposed to I just to want give. you to know that Jesus is listening, and he realizes that you don't say amen. I and say amen at the end of all. Not enough amens, yo. I, not I, enough go, amens, yo. I go, I literally go, uh, our Father who are in heaven, to the end. Then I go into uh, uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, to the end. And then I go to Padre Nuestro to the end, and Dios te salve María to the end, and then I go, Amen, Amen. And then Father, Son, Holy Spirit, espérate, Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo. And I do it all at once. It's like one long prayer. I swear, and I could do it. I swear to God, if somebody, ooh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I heard what you just said. The Lord was like, oh. You swear to who now? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you swear to who? Katie? <laughs> Hard T. Hard T. Katie, who do you swear to? <laughs> I would me if I do it, if somebody were to give me, like, I bet you I could do the Guinness Book World Record of the long, of the quickest one prayer, four prayers, two languages. Ever. I, I got it down. video coming down down back from the beginning to the end. I could even do the um well they don't have it in Spanish but like um you know at the end of um the the the, the English prayers it's like um shoot what what's the um oh, I'm forgetting right now oops oops <laughs> oops I guess I couldn't do it there was a, that was divine intervention. The Lord was like, I think you're done speaking I don't on think this. You could do it. <laughs> I think well, you're not Katie, going to get we're it. learning a lot today. Guinness Book of Records, KT. <laughs> but that's that's a lazy thing. I don't want the amen is an extra breath that I don't want to do. So I just save it all to the end. You know what I mean? I do one it breath, so like fast. a one breath challenge. The way, the way, yeah, I do it all in one breath. The worst is also, oh, I hate this. When I do a prayer, especially in Spanish, and I heard myself say it wrong. So now I got to restart because that's not a proper prayer. No, that prayer will not get registered. It doesn't get picked up by the registry up in heaven. The, like those prayers they go into the garbage. The stenographer of prayers is like, and what word was that, Katie? <laughs> Katie, what word was that supposed to be? What word was that supposed? That wasn't an actual word. So you tell me what word that was supposed to be. That's not, we don't have it in either language. The worst part is that because of my laziness to want to go fast, now I got to start over. Mm -hmm. I got to start from the beginning. From the beginning, start it all over again. <laughs> Just because you couldn't get that one word right that's all it takes to get you back there <laughs> let's go into our dear gina um no we were so professional this episode i love it <laughs> all right here is our dear gina for today dear gina dear gina <laughs> I'm, so, I'm such a cornball all right dear gina um do you find that people define the word understand as 
what I relate to more often than they define it as what I comprehend. How do you usually define it and why? Um, for me, it's always going to depend on the situation. Mm. When I say I understand and it's something I can relate to, it's a problem that I've actually experienced myself. You know mm. what I mean? Like losing something. Like I lost one of my headphones the other day. Like if somebody were to be like, oh, I lost my headphones, I'd be like, oh my God, I completely understand. Or losing a cell phone or losing something like that. Like I would understand that. But I often, more often, I use it as what I comprehend. Like, I understand what you're saying. I understand a situation. I understand as in I can um, comprehend what is going on in that situation. That does not mean that I've been through it and that I have a deep understanding of it, but that I understand intellectually what's going on in the situation. So for me, even though it depends on the situation, the one that I use more is what I comprehend. So Kat, I'm gonna throw this to you. So, I mean, you know, when I looked up the definition, cause had to, um, it is both, right? It's, I guess, up to the discretion of the situation. Mm -hmm. So you're right to some degree, and I was under the opposite impression, but to some degree it is about relatability. But I guess I always like, I think I was stuck on the idea of like in elementary school, they told us when you were reading, did you comprehend when they would say, do you understand what you're reading? They were asking, do you comprehend? And yeah. I think I stood on that. So for me, regardless if I um, relate, when somebody says, do you understand? Even if I've never experienced it, I feel like they're asking me, or I think they're asking me, does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you logically get it? Whether I, I relate, whether I would do it, whether I like it, it's not the point. Do I see their logic? The only times I don't understand is when there's no logic, when yeah. I cannot comprehend how you came to that conclusion. Now that has everything to do with the fact that I also think a lot in morals and ethics and what I consider to be um, right and wrong. Yeah. Right, just morally and ethically as human beings. But I notice that a lot of people do um, consider uh, uh, understanding as like relatability. So you could tell somebody, um, hey, look, I don't really like this because of X, Y, and Z. And they'll go, and you go, do you understand? And they go, no, because I'm not like that. So, but your my brain goes, no, no, no. I didn't ask you if you're like that or if you would feel that way, but do you understand why someone else might feel that way? Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing that for me, everything is based in the learned idea of empathy. And the more I've learned that empathy is a, is a learned trait, the more I realize other people don't have it. So they internalize more than they externally comprehend others. Mm-hmm. So I think individually, you just need to know who you're talking to. If people are, I think most people are I-centric, but if if you're talking to somebody who is so I-centric that they can't comprehend the experiences of others, you're going to find them going, if I can't relate, sorry. Yeah, I can't relate. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. They can't even see it. They can't fathom. But if there's somebody who can separate themselves, can put themselves in someone else's shoes, even to the slightest degree, 
even if at first they go, I can't relate, but you go, no, 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 I'm not asking you to relate. But yeah. Does that logically make sense? And if they can go into that critical thinking space, maybe they'll go, yeah, just because I can't relate. I can see why you would feel that way or why yeah. with your reasons you would feel that way. I guess the thing is the word understand is very long defined, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's broad and it's not based in fact. No. 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 That's As, not, not at all. Although you do have to understand facts. Yeah. Well, right? The word understand was so complicated, like understanding, but when you really break it down, it really is. I guess because I've always looked at it as comprehend that, you know what I mean? Like, I totally get your point where it's like, you know, I'm not asking if you can relate to it. I'm asking if you understand the logistics of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. earlier, you said about your headphones, right? Mm -hmm. So do you mind me sharing the story? No, not at all. So um, uh, RIP headphones. Oh, um, girl and all. Gina got some popping headphones for Christmas. Shout out to Jeremy for the popping gift. Yeah. And... Unfortunately, one fell in the sewer mm -hmm. in New York City. And it's New York City. So Donatello yes. has her. Yes, I'm telling you, the Ninja Turtles have my right uh, wireless uh, headphone. Yes. Yes. And earbud, whatever you call it. Yeah. And when you told me, that has never happened to me, right? I do know someone who it happened to them, but it's never happened to me. But again, because I don't take, I don't internalize mm -hmm. when other people are telling me their stories, right? I hear it out. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes it, I can relate. So sometimes I can relate and then therefore the sentiment, I can feel that and I go, oh, I know how painful mm -hmm. that was, right? But other times, even when I can't relate, I don't default to relate. I default yeah. into comprehend. So I go, yo, I, that would suck. That's my default. That would yeah. suck. So because of that, I can give you the empathy of understanding how much it sucks when it does happen to someone else. I think that's the thing, wanting to listen towards understanding another more than wanting to listen towards how would I feel about this? That's yeah. case by case, person by person. That's 100%, yeah. I think, I think you're right about people internalizing stuff like that too much. Like as if they, it's almost as if they want to shut you out by saying, I can't relate. Or it's like, okay, I, I didn't ask you to relate to this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not asking you to relate to this. Can you understand where I'm coming from though? Can you comprehend logically? Can you intellectually, can you comprehend what I'm saying? And so yes. I do think people do it, tend to internalize that a little bit too much or brush it off. I think I can't relate is a way of people not wanting to, one, not wanting to think and two, not wanting to discuss the topic any further. Facts. You know, what's interesting. I, um, when I first read this, like I thought the first thing I thought of was actually the art of comedy. Yeah. Right. And what has become of critiquing the art of comedy. So comedy has always been observational from what yeah. I understand it to be understand from what I comprehend. Mm -hmm. Um, so therefore the audience doesn't necessarily need to be able to relate to every single thing you say. Yeah. But they do need to understand it to the degree of language, shared experience as human beings. But when people internalize it, 
to like, you're offending me, unless it's outwardly obviously offensive, right? Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference. If it's just a general observation of human experience and behavior or whatever, I think that comedy is a good example of comprehension. Yeah. Did you get the joke? You don't even gotta like, like it or laugh at it. But did you get it? And I do that a lot with comedy. I've, I've seen comics who I go, I see why it's funny. To me, it's just not funny. But I see why it's funny. Yeah. Like, I see That's why it. it's funny. I don't personally find it funny, but I see why it's funny. Because it's not my humor. But that yeah. is not about comprehension. That's the point where I can give them props for a properly structured joke, but not my humor. Yeah, right? not my humor. I don't get it. That's it. The way they went I out. I can't relate. Right. I, I, but in that moment, I'm not going, I can't relate. So I'm going to shut you down because yeah. I'll still clap. I'll, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm because just it's understanding because you have an understanding that comedy can't be tailor made for every individual in the audience. You know right? what I mean? Like it just, it's not possible guys. Like it's not possible. Um, but you're cognitively aware of that. You understand that. Well, I comprehend that. Yeah. That's where comprehend comes in. The relatability factor comes when the next comic go on goes on stage, tells a similar joke, maybe similar structure, mm -hmm. but more in my humor style, right? Then I go, ha, 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 because I can relate. Yes. But, on, but if somebody were to go, how do you feel about both comics? Structurally? I think they're both great. I just am not as dry as comic A, mm -hmm. but comic B may not have been dry and they're more my style. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I know how to differentiate. And I think that's the thing here. When people talk about understand, can you differentiate when it's a moment to comprehend Yeah. and to relate? Nine out of 10 times, even if you don't relate, you should try to comprehend because that's humanity. Yeah. 100%. You are absolutely drop the mic, Catherine. <laughs> mic drop, got dating. That's how I <laughs> drop mic, by the way. Brang. 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 Rakata. Uh, <laughs> we gave that mic a rakata. Uh, on that note, Catherine, tell the lovely people where they can find you. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at at Catherine. I was gonna say, I'm wondering what you're gonna use. At I Catherine. know it was so hard. Um, at Catherine G Mendoza. Um, for, for the Spanish speakers, it's Catherine Conca. Um, uh, on Twitter is at Kathy Grace Two Four. That's the only time she ever allows Kathy. No. So please enjoy her Twitter because it's the only time I ever use Kathy. You guys know you can find me at Gbrion on Instagram, at Gbrion80 on the Tickety Talk, uh, <laughs> on the Tickety Talk, on the TikTok thing. Uh, check out the Flores Lava on Amazon or Pacifically Speaking uh, or any of the stuff I have on HBO. Just check out something, <laughs> please. Uh, and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, you guys know that I love to end the show with a piece of advice my mom gives me to this day. When life throws a lot at you, handle it one catastrophe at a time, people. From Catherine and Angelina. Yo! Bye, everybody. <laughs> Christmas special! Bye! Bye! Yeah, do it like that. You're the kind of chick that's 
ready to fight back yeah. Looks damn good, but really she type bad mm-hmm. Go to sleep, I call him my nightcap Born killer, you a born killer mm. Go on, get him, go on, go on, get him mm.